0: Hey traders, David Frost, my Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 9, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the first thing that we always do is take an assessment of the daily chart. Is anything jumping off the page... What are the near-term support and or resistance areas? And what is the chart telling us, if anything? What is the feedback? That's the first order of business. So let's review what happened recently and where we are. So the market tried to bust out, and this is yesterday, tried to bust out of our breakdown box. They were not able to do it. They peaked their head above and they were rejected. Not a market-falling type of rejection, just a rejection from breaking out to new recent highs above the breakdown box. That's it. There's our box. There's our peak ahead or above yesterday, and we're right in the same zone that they've been trading in for the last seven or eight trading days. So all in all, what we can say from a big-picture perspective is there's been no material change to the tape. Now, we have some important things that we can use as benchmarks. Number one, we have a breakup candle. The low is 409.60. Fair enough. And we would normally say if they get below and start closing daily below that price, that's a change or a shift in what's going on on the tape, closing below a breakup candle low. However, there's always a However, there's some unfinished business just below there. We'll call the unfinished business 409 and change. So we're going to take a step to the left and say, from a daily chart perspective, we're using this breakup candle low, 406.77, as our line in the sand where the tape would and can turn bearish if they get below that price. We have another important number on the board. I talked about it a few times last week. We're bringing it back out. It's 410.50, and I would put this on a sticky note if you don't already have it there. Here's a five minute chart, and you can see how the market is reacting to and respecting 4010.50. Every time it gets below that price, it pops back up. Now, this isn't an intraday price per se. This is an important price from a longer term perspective. So if they start closing daily and weekly below that price, that's gonna be a non-bullish case, if you will. Net-net, there are several numbers, as we say in technical terms, bunched up down around 409 to 410.50. Now, when you look at the hourly chart, you have to take an assessment of what actually happened today which is really nothing. So here's the entire day from an hourly perspective. And all they did was trade in the same type of bearish formation that they did yesterday. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. Down candle, bearish flaggish kind of pattern for the rest of the day. They did fall today and they continued in a bearish flaggish pattern riding for 10.50. The volume was extremely light. When you look at the daily chart, we have decreasing volume. There was no pickup in volume on yesterday's candle. There was no pickup in volume on today's candle, even though it was a down day. That by itself doesn't necessarily support the bear case. Doesn't mean the market won't go down. Price is the absolute arbiter, but we're not having what's called institutional participation. It's the summer doldrums. Just to refresh our brain on the weekly chart, they've run a test of the weekly breakdown candle high. The high is 416.61. They peaked their head up above yesterday. They've come in a little bit, but they're still trading around that price, around the highs. So if they go sideways for a while and just eat time off the clock within a reasonable distance of that high, we could say that they're building energy to make another push higher. However, the flip side of that is that just because they're still there now doesn't mean they won't find themselves in a rejected formation a day, two, three, four, or five from now. We have CPI reporting at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. So that can certainly move the market because the flavor of information these days that can move the market kind of smells like inflationary type data, or is there a lack of inflation or a decreasing level of inflation? Well, CPI gives us a read on that consumer price index. What are we paying for stuff? Now, of course, they eliminate food and energy and all the stuff we actually pay for every day, but nevertheless, the market is going to react to the CPI release, the data released Wednesday morning. And frankly, I'm not sure that it's data other than dater. I like the term dater. So net-net, there wasn't a lot of movement today. The market traded in a very narrow range. The SPY finished down about one-third of 1%, around a buck and a half. You can't really make a federal case out of that. It's a pullback at best. So we have to look at the big picture and say, well, they're still trading in a bearish formation and they will be doing so until or unless they can get back above 4.13 from an intraday perspective on hourly closes and a daily close would bode well for the bulls, a close back above 4.13. There's a lot of numbers down around here. Here's another question for you. When the market's this quiet and it's not really going anywhere, how can you make money trading on the tape or in the tape or within the tape each and every day? Well, let's take a look at a day like today and see how a trader was able to make money today. In order to do that, we're going to take a look at inside the numbers, see what kind of S&P trades there were today, and then we'll circle back, cover the stocks on the move, see which ones produced profitability today. It was turnaround Tuesday. Zero dark 30, not much to report in the way of overnight movement. Still hanging around the same general zone. By the way, pay attention to the commentary today. There's some important stuff, some numbers that were nailed, and some trades that were nailed. So let's say they're heading a little south. Remember, they finished yesterday being Monday in a bearish, flaggish type of formation on the hourly chart. So what that tells us is we can expect some kind of leg lower today. How much remains a mystery until they get the tape going. Now, at zero dark 30, I'm stretching out the numbers and saying, hey, from a target perspective, it would be handy for them to run down and take care of some unfinished business down around 409.40 to 409.15. Along the way, the Bears would run into a fight at 412, which is still important. And then... 410.75, which you'll notice is just a quarter above that 410.50. They're from two different reasons, two different charts, two different concepts of where the number comes from, but they're close by, so we know it's important. 410.75 is another spot ripe for a bull bear battle. On the flip side, there's your 413 on candle closes, would open the door for another leg higher. That didn't happen, but 413 was the bull bogey. All right, so let's see what we have as the day starts to unfold, as the opening bell gets closer. So let's say they rally the tape out of the gate. Pay attention to this. Get out your sticky notes. Now remember, we're talking about 4.13 getting above on candle closes. That's a bull case. However, 4.12.75 is our make it or break it spot for the bears. What I'm saying there is, I'm not sure they can even get above 412.75. If they do and they push above 413, bull case. 412.75 is a make it or break it spot. Here I say running a test is one thing, getting above is another. Here comes the sticky note stuff. Therefore, it's a reasonable area for a short scalp trade with potential. What if they fall? Is there an area to buy the market? Well, the first stop for a bounce would be 410.75, give or take. Getting below opens the door for other stuff. We'll let them get going and see what the early storyline holds. So what we're saying here, understand the concept, then we're going to go to a chart. I'm saying you can short 412.75, and if they fall, you can buy 410.75. Sometimes you can't make this stuff up. First five-minute candle of the day, actually right out of the opening gate, The high was what? 412.75 to the penny on the button. And so any trader that took a short up in that zone was able to do what? How about ride it down to where? 410.75 or slightly above that because why? That was the area that they were going to be able to bounce back in the other direction. If that's the case, you have to be out of the shorts if you're going to reverse and go long. So you have a two-way trade. It's short at 412.75, write it down, long at 410.75 when they get there. What happened when they got there? At 1015, the low was 410.73. They turned around, went back up in the other direction, back to 412. That's about a 12 or so handle S&P run real quick. Not to mention the 20 handle run on the way down. 20 down, 12 up. Nice trades. This was all laid out before the bell even rung. How you doing? You like apples? Yeah, I thought so. Now, full disclaimer, I didn't take the trade on the long side back up at 4:1075. We'll get to that in a few moments. You'll see why. 9:32, 41275, high against a short at 41275. Traders who are short need to book profit along the way. Yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Just a few minutes into the trading day, nice trade on AMAT. Nice trade on SIG. We'll get back to stocks on the move later. But by the way, there's a hint why I didn't take the trade on the long side. I already had three in the books before you had a chance to turn around. It's not the only reason we'll get to it when we get to it. It became Trader's Choice. We're moving along. 952, about 15 or 20 minutes before they got there. There should be a bounce at 41075 if reached sooner than later. Creeping is not the thing we want to see. If they get there sooner than later, I'll entertain a long side trade. Here's the mindset with a few trades in the books. This is 954. I'm taking it small just in case. 41075 for a scalp with potential. Moving along, 958. I'm liking 475 less and less. This is because they were bouncing away from it. They came close. They started bouncing away. That takes some of the luster away from the trade. Doesn't mean it won't work. Doesn't mean it can't work. It just means I might not like it as much, especially since I had three trades in the books, as did many traders along with me from inside the numbers and inside the numbers live along with Jordan and company. What I'm saying here is, I'm not getting into a give back type of situation, give back profits. They may bounce there. It's an important spot. 409.40 is my favorite spot. So what I did was I adjusted the area that I was willing to buy the market. I was gonna make the market go lower and come to me rather than me buying a number that they bounced away from just minutes earlier. Again, doesn't mean it can't work, but I'm just playing, shall we say, hard to get with profits in my pocket already. We're talking only a half hour into the trading day. There's always another trade around the corner. And then you see 1010 410 73 against the low of 41075. 75, trader's choice for a scalp long with potential. Let's say a trader was long, where would be the exit? 411.95 to 412.25. So here's your tour guide stuff. 410.75 entry, and here's where they came up short and bounced away. They came in here, bounced away. They came in here in the 1005 candle, bounced away. They came close, then they finally did it. So they took a little bit too long for my liking. I would have taken the trade had they come here, here, and even here. But when they bounced away, I just decided I'm going to just err on the side of caution. The morning's growing on. I don't want to be sitting in a trade because I have other things to do, especially with three trades in my pocket. You know the routine. The concept was I didn't have to be in the trade. By the way, these top lines are adjusted. 411.95, that was an exit. So Traders Long got the number to exit. They came close to 412.75. They came all the way back down and then did 412.75. How does that work? But this is why Traders Exit and they never let the trade go against them. They turned it into a risk free, emotionless trade. So it's unlikely any trader had any left for 412.25 after this little shimmy back down. That's okay. You got the deal on the first run. And we're moving along. 1015, there's your nice trade for those that took it at 410.75. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts. You've got numbers, you've got concepts. They really went to sleep for the rest of the day, there wasn't a lot going on after that, which is why you need to treat this as a morning business, not only just as a business, but as a morning business. If you don't get the trades early in the morning, you find yourself searching for something that isn't there. They either hand it to you early where there's participation across the board, at least to a degree where you can play in the sandbox. But after the market goes to sleep and there's a lack of participation, it's very hard to be in anything, whether it's on the short or the long side. It's watching paint dry. They eat, as they say, your kishkas out. So we saw a couple of nice potential SPY trades for those traders that wanted them. One short, one long. How about stocks on the move? We're going to take a look at the chart of NVIDIA, SIG, Blink. Didn't hit its number, it's off the board. We're gonna look at AMAT, AMD, Plug and MU didn't hit their numbers, they're off the board. Out of seven, we got four hits, NVIDIA. So they didn't do the deal early in the morning. They came up short, bounced away. Then they came into the number, but they still came up short. The low in this candle, 170.30, my number was 170.20. I thought NVIDIA was gonna be the gift that keeps on giving So then they basically hung around for a cup of coffee, went down to the second number, did the deal at the second number, 167.75, and mind you, both these numbers were on the board, zero dark 30. So any trader that took the second number, 167.75, was paid handsomely. However, my guess is, most had already packed it in for the day. About SIG getting a buzz cut at the open, 60.03, 59.30 is a zone. They're pretty close together. You could see what happened. They came into the zone. They spiked the zone. They gave you the deal. They spiked up to a high of 61. Your average is about 59.60 or so. So they gave you more than the minimum required base hit. They gave you a stand-up double. Nice trade. We had good participation across inside the numbers and in the live room on SIG. Same with AMAT. 101.45, after the haircut, they came into the numbers, spiked it, turned around, provided the minimum required base hit, 102.61. Then later on, they did it from the second number. Again, not sure who's sticking around for the afternoon matinee trade. The takeaway, the numbers work. And when they do, they produce profitability. AMD, number one works, 96.98. The second number, 95.95, that one worked independent of the first one. Profit number one, profit number two, third number, everybody's gone for the day by then anyway, but it worked nonetheless. The takeaway, the numbers work. Two spy trades, any number of stocks on the move trades, whatever a trader wanted, everything pretty much worked out today, so it was a nice profitable day across the board for Inside the Number and Inside the Number Live members. What about over in Camp IWM? Well, yesterday we cited a tail candle, and today we cite a garden variety pullback away, or as a result of that tail candle, or pseudo-doji candle, or both, as we discussed yesterday. Pretty simple stuff. This is your bogey. The low of this breakup candle, 187 in change. If they can get below that, it changes the scope of the tape, If they just run a test or they never even run a test and they stay inside of it, floating around above these moving averages in this range, they will be eating time off the clock for another leg higher. It's all predicated on getting below 187 in camp IWM. Here's an example why I look at a variety of different charts. Here's a 240 chart of the IWM. I didn't show this yesterday, but we certainly saw it. That's a more pronounced tail candle a real doji candle, and a retracement all wrapped up with a nice bow on top. So what do we teach in the class, Lazy E-mini Trader? When you see something like that, you can trade against the high. The odds favor that you're going to get some kind of decline off of that setup. What happened? You got some kind of decline off that setup. It's not a tremendous one, but it's a start, and it happened the way it's designed. And taught in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. Shameless plug. You know, I make a joke about that, but the reality is if you really wanna learn how the market works, it's all in there. I give you snippets in these videos, but when you go through the course, all the layers of the onion are peeled back and we go over exactly how the market works using all kinds of different charts, all kinds of different vehicles, all kinds of different scenarios. Trader's choice. Also, keep in mind, the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. Okay, fair enough. Well, guess what? It was down 1.3% today against the SPY that was down one-third of 1%. So when you see that, you say, well, the IWM was leading things in the downward direction. Didn't get a huge move out of any market today, but that's what happened today. The IWM was leading, so you have to have it as a puzzle piece on the table when your favorite market-leading indicator is leading things in a certain direction. And then you come over to leading indicator number two, and number one favorite canary in the coal mine, you have a tail candle from yesterday, you have a decline from today, and today in the middle. So we'll split the difference. IWM was leading 1.3% down, the transports, were 0.87% down against the SPY. That was a third of a percent down. So again, the second favorite market-leading indicator was outpacing the S&P in the downward direction. Again, it's another puzzle piece. Doesn't necessarily say exactly what's going to happen by this thing alone for tomorrow, but we build up these puzzle pieces and we put them on the table one after the other. The more puzzle pieces you have, the more clear the picture becomes. That's the way it works. That's also precisely what's taught in the course Lazy Emini Trader. I give you all the possible puzzle pieces that you can identify. What about the Q people? Same routine, they're all doing the same thing, not only just in a downward direction, but they do it to a different magnitude. The Qs were down 1% today. Little bit of a tail candle yesterday, little bit of a downward jolt today, and what did they do today? They ran a test of a breakup candle low. The low is 315.99. The low here, 315.42, and a bounce away from it. The last number on the board from a support perspective today was 315.95. Then I was asked to put a couple more on in the morning when the queues were falling, but at zero dark 30, that was it. I didn't think they were going to get much below that breakup candle low today, so that was actually the last support number on the board within pennies. Remember, I give the SPY numbers, the Q numbers, and the IWM numbers for those traders that like to trade those vehicles. There's a lot of stuff going on inside the numbers. The XLF, the financials, they were up over one half of one percent today. Is that a tell? Is that a canary in the coal mine? It may be, but we're going to use yesterday's high as a benchmark for higher prices in the XLF. They can test it, they can trade up to it, but closing daily above yesterday's high is a different kind of tape. About Smash Mouth, pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole, and they got smoked today down about 4%. Smoked is a technical term. There's some unfinished business down around two and a quarter, a little below that. The SMH or Smash Mouth, the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index proxy, is a good proxy in and of itself for the tech space. The semis got walloped without the semis participating on the upside don't expect the tech space meaning the Qs and company to rally very far they need participation from smash mouth have i told you how much i appreciate each and every one of you without you these videos are not possible that is true and accurate information we're pulling the ripcord here today i'm david frost my strategic forecast